Hello, everyone, and welcome to Visiting the Presidents with Joe Fakash. I am your host, Joe Fakash, and I wanted to start off our first episode by kind of laying the groundwork and setting our travels for the weeks to come as we go through different presidential sites. Over the course of different seasons, I hope to take us through the presidential birthplaces, homes, and grave sites, along with libraries and other historical sites, as we explore the different people, they've all been men so far, who have served as President of the United States, and in doing so, combine a love that I have for history and for especially presidential scholarship, as well as looking at travel and historical preservation. It's my thinking that you really can tell a lot about these individuals by where they lived, where they were born, where they died, how they died. And so I want to convey in these episodes both the individual and get beneath some of the mythos that we tell ourselves about these presidents and try to see them in the more kind of human light that they they really are. I wanted to talk first about who I am and how I got here. I was that little presidential nerd from a very early age. One of my first memories is of my dad reading to me from this book of presidential portraits. On one side would be the official White House portrait, and then there would be a brief biography. And I remember he would read from one of those day by day. And before too long, I started to put them together in order, and they became like superheroes to me. I have three siblings, and I don't think they always (laughs) understood my fascination, but uh, in 1987, my parents had to go to Baltimore and Washington, D.C. for a conference. They both work for Social Security, and my parents took me. And one of my first other memories is of standing outside the White House my dad pointing to the chandeliers that you could see inside the house was illuminated and him saying, look, Ronald Reagan is waving at us. And I would swear today that I saw Ronald Reagan waving back at me. They also planned a trip a few years later to go to Disney World when the Hall of Presidents exhibit opened and thought that would be a treat for young Joey. And when we got there, it was a treat. All of the presidents stood up and talked, introduced themselves, but only Abe Lincoln gave a speech. And I started crying when it was over. I hear my heroes were brought to life and I was excited beyond compare and was just so destroyed when not every president got up to talk or not every president interacted with me. So that was the kind of nerd that I was. While my little heart was broken, it eventually was mended, and a lot of that came through a love of books. My parents were very good about taking me to the library every week, if not every other week, but mostly every week. And by 
a couple years, I had librarians setting aside these books on the president, and I was hooked. Everything that I could get my hands on, uh, no matter how age appropriate, <laughs> I would find these great books. And I became that little nerd that we are all familiar with. And today would have a spot on Ellen memorizing the presidents and their birth dates and their kids. And there was not any presidential fact that escaped my uh, view. I was unstumpable unstump- and today still am. I uh, know just way too much about these people. From a very early age, our parents were very uh, interested in showing us this country. And we took trips. They started, you know, with four kids. They started as trips that you could make in a transport. We had a a, a passenger van. And, you know, we did the Washington, D.C. We went to New York City. We went to California. Uh, That time we flew. (laughs) Uh, But my parents were always very interested in making sure that we each had our interests kind of fulfilled in these trips. And so they blended a different, um, the different interests that we all had. And so while we did do the amusement parks and that kind of thing, we also did an awful lot of the cultural touchstones that all of us are kind of formed by. And it was, I always say, a double-edged sword. I became immediately fascinated by the experience of getting to view these landmarks and what that does to an individual. And the double-edged sword part comes in that once that started, it doesn't ever get turned off. And so I have always carried with me a, a huge love for travel and especially going to historical sites. And that has carried throughout my life. Now, uh, the interest in the presidents has somewhat served me well. I am a professor of history at a school in uh, my campus is in Apache Junction, Arizona, just outside of Mesa. Our main campus is in Coolidge, just south of Phoenix. It's called Central Arizona College. I got a dissertation. I wrote a dissertation in uh, U.S. history, political history, uh, focusing on Uh, the presidential election of 1924 and the work that Franklin Roosevelt did behind the scenes. And to me, there is always a kind of clear separation between the presidents and what they campaign on and who they present themselves to be. And then seeing the administration as something altogether different. And what I really want to focus on in this podcast is going to be really kind of blending all of that together. There's what is presented, and then there's also the important takeaways that we can make from each one of these individuals. Now, this project of going to each of the presidential sites, this is kind of a recent venture. Now, growing up, we had gone to several sites uh, as a matter of course with these travels. So, for instance, one of my first experiences, my parents and from Cleveland, Ohio, stopped by the Rutherford Hayes Presidential Center in Fremont, Ohio. Uh, He is, you know, I I grew up in Defiance, Ohio, so maybe about an hour and a half back then uh, from Fremont. And getting to see a president's home was just a complete crazy experience to me, knowing that a president, one of these people I viewed as a superhero, you know, sat on that couch or ate from that piece of China or climbed those stairs. It was a 
surreal experience, one that I will remember for the rest of my life. Now, later in life, <laughs> I didn't know it at the time, but later in life, that would be one of my first jobs after undergrad. It was my first job after my undergrad experience at The Ohio State University was serving as an intern at the Hayes Presidential Center, and I got to give tours at that very site. Now, other places that we visited that the whole family could get in on were Mount Vernon and Monticello. But I always had an interest in maybe the presidential homes at first. It wasn't until 2015 when I was in the middle of my doctoral process. I was a reader for the advanced placement uh, exam, the AP exam in Louisville, Kentucky. And we were looking for things to do. And I saw that Zachary Taylor was buried there. And I thought, well, I'll go view the grave site. And suddenly I thought, why am I not doing this all the time? Why am I not going to each of the presidential sites, grave sites, birthplaces, and homes, and really make that a, a mission? You know, here I am, somebody who really loves travel, somebody who really loves history and the presidents in particular. So why not blend them together? And so it became a mission. Now, where I am today in I'm recording this in January of 2021. I have now, in the five years since, visited every presidential birthplace, gravesite, home, and library with two exceptions. I have not been to Barack Obama's birthplace in Honolulu, Hawaii. I've driven by, but never as a kind of focused uh, journey. And I have not been to the gravesite of George Herbert Walker Bush since he's been buried. I went to the gravesite when I visited the library, but he was not deceased yet. So I don't count it until he's actually in the ground. And so that is something that I'm you know, hoping to, to get into over these, these many seasons. So how will we break up these seasons? You know, at first I thought, what if I just went through each president by president? And then I thought, let's go through the different themes and do them chronologically. So season one, will discuss the birthplaces of the president. And I will also then be discussing the president's birth, family life, their childhood. Um, and then also what it's like to visit the presidential birth site. What is found there? How is it preserved? How would you go about traveling to that place? We'll also get into the president's uh, religion and education and kind of early career. And I'm going to cut off each of those episodes about 10 to 15 years before they become president. And then in season two, we will pick up with their life immediately before the presidency. We'll also then be discussing their love life and wives and their homes. And that'll be the main focus of season two. Some, of course, have been destroyed, but a lot of them have been preserved. Season three would then look at the presidential grave sites and how they uh, lived post-presidency and then their death. And then the fourth, which will be somewhat shorter, will look at the presidential libraries and museums, both official and unofficial. And that's a much smaller category. Not every president has them. But in recent years, we've started to see a proliferation of some of the um, newer uh, presidential museums and libraries from some of the uh, people who had come before them. Uh, Hoover administration, he's usually the first that had a presidential library museum, but there's now a Ulysses Grant library and museum, the Harding 
is set to open in 2021. And so um, I would look at some of those as well. And then, of course, there would be some odds and ends throughout the country, places like Independence Hall, of course, the White House and Capitol Building, Mount Rushmore, places throughout Philadelphia, Colonial Williamsburg. And then if you have ideas about places that uh, would be of interest, those are definitely something that I would be willing to check out. And so while other podcasts will give you just a straightforward history of the presidents, I also want to be combining that with a kind of travel approach and also looking at the material culture and historic preservation. And I'm always interested in the classes that I teach on the idea of how we commemorate important people, how we remember them, as well as the stories that we tell ourselves about them, what that tells us about the United States at the time, and certainly what that tells us about the United States today. Now, one thing I wanted to talk about as we get started is I almost always hear the question, do you have a favorite president? And what I want to make clear through this podcast is that it really isn't about a favorite. Little Joe definitely had his favorites, and I am a political person. I won't deny that. And so there are some presidents who I might like better than others. But in terms of favorite, what I found in my own research and the older I get is that you really recognize the basic humanity about each of these individuals. They are all kind of like us and they are elevated, right? They were at the right place and the right time in some cases, or they had outsized ambition, but they are human beings just like each of us. And so that's something I definitely want to kind of be clear about throughout this podcast. And one of the things we will focus on is really being Uh, kind of uh, critical of how they are remembered and how their lives are commemorated in these historical sites. And we will see the great array of the different ways that those presidents are treated by history. This podcast is also about travel. What do we take away when you experience the same physical place as a president once did. Now, I know that today we are all operating under the cloud of COVID, and so our travel has been somewhat muted or non-existent. And right now, you likely have places that are emerging on a bucket list that you would like to travel to. And so that's going to be something that we can really get into as well. There is something about going to a place and getting to experience the physical space that a historical figure once did and standing in their front yard or in their childhood bedroom. There is just something that is really humanizing, but also um, kind of awe-inspiring. This summer, I went to the New England presidential sites, so uh, Franklin Pierce and Calvin Coolidge and Chester Arthur. And I was just struck by how quiet and unassuming and away from everything else there was. And that's an experience that I think I'll always kind of uh, hearken back to. Um, Of course, the different birthplaces that we'll discuss in season one are arrayed all over the place. And 
we are going to be seeing these men who, of course, we know are going to emerge and we'll see themes about their childhood and upbringing that will really kind of inform how these individuals got to that kind of vaunted status. But it is interesting how many of these men grew up just hoping to make a living, eke out an existence that would hopefully improve on what their parents had done. And how few of them really could have ever imagined becoming president. Uh, I'm struck by Herbert Hoover, born in West Branch, Iowa, on the other side of the Mississippi from where all the action was. There is just no way that little boy ever thought he would be president of the United States and really is quite an eye-opening experience to get to see these presidents like that. I chose this format specifically so that we wouldn't get stuck on any one president at the expense of others. It would be very tempting to just talk about the highlighted presidents, Washington and Lincoln and the Roosevelt's in terms of the birthplaces and historical sites that they experienced. But there is something about looking at each of them and starting to identify themes that we'll talk about throughout this. All 45 presidents were born somewhere in the United States. They were all children. They all cried. They all needed changing. And they all had childhoods. They were all educated. Some had bigger religious experiences than others. And spoiler alert, all of them died. (laughs) And all of us will die. And so right away, we're already on the road to understanding the kind of basic humanity that these presidents had and that our life will also reach. These huge mile markers of being born, having a life, and then that life coming to an end. And so um, when we look at the birthplaces, uh, all 45 presidents, and I'm recording this in January 2021, so when Joe Biden takes the oath of office, he will become the 45th different individual, but there's, of course, he's the 46th presidential administration. But all 45 men were born somewhere, um, but some of those places have been Uh, burned down or bulldozed or completely fell into disrepair. When we talk about Franklin Pierce, his is now in the bottom of a lake. Um, Some of those places don't mention them at all. If you go to try to find George W. Bush or Barack Obama's or Donald Trump's birthplace, they don't mention them (laughs) at all anywhere. There's no signage. Whereas others, if you go to Niles, Ohio, you'll find a huge memorial for William McKinley. Um, And that is interesting to me. That is something that tells us a lot about those individuals. On the flip side, all of our presidents so far have been buried, but not all of them have the huge memorials of somebody like an Abraham Lincoln or uh, Ulysses Grant or James Garfield. If you go to Cleveland, his is really incredible. Calvin Coolidge, on the flip side, is going to have a very plain gravestone uh, in the same height and uh, size as his ancestors and as his family members. And we're to the point now where we might have a president who decides that they don't want to be buried and would rather be cremated or something else entirely. One other thing I wanted to address is I am not going to purport to be the only person doing this kind of project. If you look online, you will find a lot of blogs or photo essays of other people who have attempted to go to the birthplaces or gravesites or homes or all three 
And that's awesome. I am somebody who, I love those (laughs) websites. Um, What I found is there isn't a podcast that addresses this and nothing that is doing what I'm trying to do, which is to combine both the history of that individual at that point in their life and the commemoration of their site. So I did want to make that clear. I'm going to try to be as... um, historically accurate as possible. I'm doing fact checking and all sorts of things, but there will be times I mess up and I hope you bring that to my attention, but just know that I'm doing the best I can with the research that's available. And yes, I've heard of the book Assassination Vacation by Sarah Vowell, where she looks at each of the presidential um, assassination spots. And it's a great book. Um, We're doing something a little bit different here. I am not pretending to be the first I don't think I'll be the last. Hopefully some of you get inspired. And I do imagine there will be other people who will be um, just as interesting. And I'm going to try and put my own spin on that process. I will also be posting a lot about the travel, about how you can go and visit these places if you're so inclined. But I know that some of that will be changing. Um, We're under the COVID watch right now. And so some sites are now starting to reopen. There are some sites that will um, have amended hours when this is over. And I'm going to try and be as up to date as possible. But I am going to encourage you each time to look at the site yourself. And on the website, visitingthepresidents.com, I will have a link in each episode to the uh, website or um, information just so that you, you would be able to, to look at it and be up to date as possible. But, you know, it will require you doing kind of your own uh, research. I will have social media for the site. There's visiting the presidents.com. I'm on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And I would love to hear from all of you, especially about your own presidential sites and what you have found. If you have other interesting sites around you, that would be amazing. I wanted to close by giving a shout out to some of the people who have helped me with this process, including my good friends, Stephanie Gaskill, Nate Keenel, Jim and Harvey Hyman. And then uh, in terms of actually putting this podcast together. My friend Lana Demers and uh, helped me get in touch with her boyfriend, Craig Hunter, who supplied the music. And you can find that at Craig Hunter Music. And then a uh, good friend, Shannon Crossland, who did the artwork based on my uh, personal collection of bobbleheads. So that's the artwork you're seeing. And you can contact her at Graphen, Graphic Kraken at gmail.com. That's graphic, Kraken, all one word, Kraken, K-R-A-K-E-N, at gmail.com. And I look forward to getting into some of these really interesting topics as we go through the um, experience of getting to visit the president. So I will see you very soon at visiting the presidents. Let's get in our cars and go and see these great individuals and visit the presidents together. (laughs) 